Welcome back to Chasing Chickens. I'm so glad that you are here today. We're going to cover a really difficult topic today, which is managing, healing, and working with chronic pain. So a couple warnings for this podcast. I'm going to be talking about trauma integration, parts therapy, maybe a little bit about sex and pain and flares and how to manage them. I want to be upfront and just tell you that for people like us who are dealing with chronic pain, sometimes it's not about never being in pain. It's about managing that pain, understanding where it's coming from and well, at least trying to figure out where it's coming from and then moving forward. So, and again, that's why I named this podcast Chasing Chickens because it's like, well, where's my pain coming from? Is it something I eat? Is it something I did? Is it my immune system? Is it structural? Is it uh, muscles? Is it like we can name a million things? So there's lots and lots of ways to manage chronic pain and I just finished the book, The Way Out, A Revolutionary Scientifically Proven Approach to Healing Chronic Pain by Alan Corden, who founded the Pain Psychology Center. And I thought the book was great. It was simple. It was kind of fun to read because he kept it really light for such a difficult topic. He threw in little jokes and it was really easy to follow and understand as well as do his techniques. And really, I picked this up because I wanted to add in more somatic health coaching into my practice for my patients, as well as working on my own pain, of course. So when we talk about chronic pain, and based off of this book's information and research, I would say we have two categories of chronic pain patients. So one, there's the group that there was an issue, and now there isn't, but I still have pain group. And then the second group where there is an issue and I'm always in pain group. So the first group is really what this book was based around. And he talked a lot about low back pain, maybe carpal tunnel, headaches, things like that, where we typically see in chiropractic. And I'm so happy that he addressed this. And he talked about his own low back pain experiences, as well as other patients that he've worked with, where at some point, a low back pain patient will get an MRI and it shows that they have stenosis or their joints are closing in or they have arthritis or disc bulges. And the doctors say, oh my goodness, there it is. This is why you have pain. And then based on how you decide to be treated for your disc bulge, you might get adjustments, you might get shots, you might take medication, surgery, physical therapy, and try to manage it that way. But around 60% of our population is walking around with herniated discs and have no pain. They've done studies where they've taken random people with no pain, given them an MRI, and figured out, okay, so disc bulges typically aren't a source of pain. Um, Now, they can be. Let's not say they're not. But even when they're addressed, people still have pain afterwards. So for this first group, it really is like there was an issue, and now there isn't a physical trauma, such as I fell off a ladder, I hurt my back, I got physical therapy and chiropractic and injections, and muscularly everything looks good, structurally everything's healed, but I'm still having pain. And this is a neuroplastic pain where the brain and the nervous system are just on constant alert. They interpret pain as danger. They continue to light up the pain centers in the brain, and this is really who that book is for. The people who've wearing like, I'm healed, but I'm in pain. The I've been everywhere and tried everything and nothing's working. 
this is this is the book. And I, I really, really um, have tried these techniques that I'll share with you. And they've been helpful for me as well. And before I dive into what the system of the pain psychology looks like, I want to address the second group, which is the one I am in. Because in step one of this process is reminding your brain that there's nothing wrong. My body is healed. I am safe and really leaning into that mindfulness. But for me, when I sit there, I'm like, well, no, there is something wrong. I'm bleeding. My immune system is attacking my gut. I have significant pain. Like, I can't sit here and pretend like I'm making, not, I don't want to say I'm making it up, but like my brain's just responding to a pathway that it's lighting up. No, my brain is responding to a pathway that is in pain. But of course, I also have neuroplastic pain. And honestly, every twinge makes me nervous. And if I feel good, I get nervous. And that's something that we can manage as well. An example of this, a neuroplastic pain along with real physical issues still being present is when people like me say, oh my gosh, my pain gets so much worse at night and there's really no reason. Um, and I've talked to a lot of my doctors and they're like, oh, I don't know, it's just stress. <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on, that can't be right. And one thing that helped me in reading through this book and something that I've been working on with my own therapist is really creating a timeline of when did the pain start? What did I do to manage it? What kind of social, emotional, financial, relationship, physical triggers came around that are associated with pain? And the nighttime pain, I think, is because when I was really sick and I was getting up every hour, I, even at night, I was exhausted and I just wanted to sleep. And I think that there's a pattern there of my brain going, oh my God, it's nighttime. Even though it's been a few years since I've had to be up all night, my brain goes, oh my gosh, high alert. We're like, we're going to have to run to the bathroom. I'm going to be super stressed out. I can't deal with this. And the pain kicks up. So that's that neuroplastic pathway of my brain going, all right, I expect pain. I expect the world to end and it's going to happen. And that's something that I can manage through this pain psychology, of course. Now, when I eat ice cream or foods that make me sick, uh, of course I'm going to be in pain because my immune system is reacting. So we have to give and give a little bit with this information, right? And in that, you know, I, there are certain triggers in our life, like going to work might be super stressful for you and kick up that pain for you. Um, what about, you know, this is where I said I was going to talk about sex. A lot of women struggle with pain with sex, but otherwise don't have pain because the anticipation or the trauma behind that or the issues in relationships where there's not a lot of trust or care or kindness can cause the brain to be on high alert and go, oh my God, something's wrong, something's wrong. And it just generates pain in the brain that we feel in our body. So again, that's why I really like going create this timeline and find those triggers and what days are good days, what days are bad days. And that will help you dive into healing those parts of your mind and your body, as well as dealing with everything else that you have going on. Um, so basically your triggers are when your body feels that it's in danger or your brain feels that it's in danger from learned associations. So neuroplastic pain. So his plan, which I, I have followed before and I've had good success with, which I'll talk about, 
um, here at the end, my experience with it, and then I'll talk about kind of what's missing from this book, which is fine. Um, you can't have everything in every book. Uh, so where we start is mindfulness of pain in that area to change your brain's relationship to pain. So neuroplastic pain, he says, is safe. It's okay. So like when my gut hurts, you want to like observe with a light moon, kind of bring your consciousness or your awareness to that area and just go, okay, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. You know, kind of describe it. Is it heavy? Is it pressure? Is it stabbing? Is it dull? Is it everywhere is in a specific spot? And do this with a light mood. You're not trying to change anything. You're not doing energy work. You're not trying to, you know, heal your gut by paying attention. You're just paying attention. You're just observing. And a lot of times after practice with this, he calls it a corrective experience where you find that you can get out of pain or you can manage it. You will change your brain's response to triggers and fears as well. And also when you feel that pain to go, no, I'm safe. Everything's okay. And he also recommends good avoidance behavior when pain is high. So don't push through the pain. So if you're at a 7, 8, 9, 10, don't sit there and be like, I'm going to meditate my way out of this. No, use a hot pack. Don't go out for a run. Don't push yourself so hard because that every pain that we experience is still real pain. There's no such thing as fake pain or made up pain. If you're feeling pain, it's a real pain. <laughs> it's a real pain and it's a real pain, right? So He's really focusing on unlearning those painful sensations. And of course, he says minimize setbacks. So don't do things that trigger you, like don't lift heavy objects. If you have low back pain, make sure you're you're still doing your treatments, like taking your medications, going to PT, getting your chiropractic adjustments when appropriate, um, eating good, right? We have to still take care of ourselves. And he said that there can be, and usually is, an extinction burst where the pain may move or get worse before it gets better because the brain does want to hold on to these feelings and these patterns. Breaking a pattern in our brain is an experience, and it's something that we have to do over and over and over again to break that pattern. So don't be nervous if you get worse before you get better. And of course, I would recommend working with a either a pain psychologist or a pain center if you're going to do this. And in the, the last section of the book, he talks about a lot about lowering the alert levels of your nervous system, lowering stress, recognize behaviors that needlessly put your brain on high alert because a calmer state means less pain and less pain means better experiences. And one of the great examples he gave was phone notifications that every time your phone dings, a cortisol level goes up. And he talked about how people felt phantom vibrations where your phone was vibrating and you're like, oh, I got a notification when it wasn't. And now we know that phone companies purposely vibrate your phone at different intervals to get you to check it, to get you on your phone. So it's not a phantom vibration. It's actually a real vibration. They're just tricking you to get you more addicted to your phone. So things like checking email notifications, watching news, how are you using technology and being being really mindful of that. And that's something that really got me thinking because yes, every time my phone goes off, I do have a little oh gosh, <laughs> like what's wrong? Um and so what I did is I put my phone on do not disturb. Um some people put their phone on airplane mode, but I set mine to only allow special people come through. So my husband, my kids, my kids' school, family members, um, 
And, you know, if my kids are at a sleepover, I make sure their parents are on um, the special favorite people. So that way, if they call me at one o'clock in the morning, it's going to come through. And you can always have a couple apps that if you need to make sure that you're checking those, like my patient portal, I get messages through. So I make sure those do come through my phone so I can respond as soon as I can. But otherwise, it's really kind of helped quiet in my mind in my day. So that was great. And then he talks a lot about different emotions that we have, um, like facing uncertainty, feeling trapped can increase pain, like being in an airplane or having to go to a work party, you know, finding ways to really support yourself to reduce feeling trapped, like bringing a water bottle if you have dry mouth or driving separate cars to events. I thought that was a great idea. So that way, if you're feeling super stressed, you can just leave. And then focusing in more on feeling positive emotions and having compassion for yourself and looking at all the feelings that you're feeling really and building belief in yourself. And then lastly, he talked a lot about reducing that internal high alert. So stop scanning your body for signs of distress, which if you're used to pain, you're kind of like, well, I feel good now, but right, how long is it going to take? I got five, is it going to be five minutes? Am I going to be running the bathroom in 10 minutes? Am I going to be able to make it through the day? So waiting for pain makes your body the enemy and every sensation becomes a threat. So instead of going, hmm, wow, my elbow hurts. Oh God, here it comes. Like, this is it. My my frozen shoulder is going to act up. I'm not going to be able to dry. Like going down that road, focus in on positive feelings. Scan your body for good feelings. Um, And one of those things, like we went to the movie theater and my gut was hurting a little bit. And I was like, wow, let's focus on some good feelings. This recliner chair is really comfortable. I really wish we had this in our house. I'm so glad movie theaters are upgraded. Wow, my shoulders feel so relaxed being able to recline like this and really leaning into those sensations. So what I feel like was missing, and this is no fault of the author. I think it's, you know, one of those introductory books to getting support that you needed. Um, The number one thing is how does pain benefit you? Um, For me, to be perfectly honest, when I'm in a lot of pain, I can't work. I can't create. I can't write. So if I'm really nervous about a project or I'm really stressed out about something, I don't have to do it, right? I get away with being in pain and that's not necessarily a good thing. And I'm not doing it on purpose at all. I'm not sitting here thinking, okay, I got to write this podcast. I think what I'll do is make sure that my gut hurts really, 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 really bad today. I'm just going to curl up on a ball on the floor and uh, not do anything today. No, not at all. Like, Yeah, sure. I'm sure some people do that. And I'm like, I'm going to make myself sick today. But that's not what's happening. It's all subconscious. It's all emotional. It's all built in beliefs that our brain is just like, all right, I got you. You're stressed about this. We'll make sure you hurt so you don't have to do anything today. Or you can avoid this family event or you can skip work or something like that, right? So that's something, where does pain benefit you? And take a look at that as you're making your lists and your timelines and your triggers and going, oh, I didn't realize every time this thing came up once a quarter at work, I get really sick. Like I knew it, but now I'm seeing how much this is affecting me. And then the other thing is 
I learned this work through my therapist who does parts therapy and EMDR and trauma support. And she has just been my lifeline for the past three years. I can't say enough amazing, wonderful things about this woman. And she has really helped me do like focusing sessions. I think is what she calls them where we kind of just travel to that area and see what it looks like. And I do this with my patients now and I made a meditation and I'll put it in the links here for you. But essentially, a lot of times when my gut's hurting, I'll travel to that part of my body and go, okay, you know, can you show me who you are? And sometimes it comes up as an age, like my three-year-old self who just wanted to play or who was feeling really sad. Sometimes it's been like a crying baby and I pick up the baby and I hold it, talk to it, get it to calm down. And then my pain releases. Um, I've had other patients tell me like, yeah, I saw myself when I was five years old and I, she was just playing and I talked to her and she told me how hard it is to deal with this autoimmune issue. Um, I told her it's going to be okay. And look, I got you. Look how old we are now. Like everything's okay. I'll take care of you for your life. And their pain just was able to go from like a six to a two. And that's amazing. And like I give the example of a six to a two because while the goal would be amazing to let us live pain, live life at zero, right? No pain, feeling great, feeling amazing. That might not always be the case. It might not be a great goal for you. I think that might be too frustrating to go like, I'm going to be in zero pain today. Like ah, high expectations, man. Too much pressure. Like don't put the pressure on yourself. If you can just connect to your body and ask what it needs instead of going, you're never going to feel pain again. <laughs> this is all in your head. It's not all in your head, um, most likely for the most part. You know, there's a connection to your childhood, your upbringing, your relationships, your spouse, your children, your work, your, you know, every, your environment. And those things need to be addressed through either parts work, therapy, EMDR. There's lots of different places that you can go to get this support. So um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to heal. Maybe make a goal of like, can I go from a six to a five today by talking to my body? How cool would that be? Or I wonder who's in that shoulder. Like, I know I have chronic shoulder pain. And we can say, oh, it's your gallbladder. Oh, it's your stomach. Oh, it's digestive enzymes. No, it's tendonitis. No, it's poor posture. You need to work out and strengthen your muscles. Or, right? We can, we can name a million things. But if it's chronic and you've done all those things, this is a time to do this pain psychology type of work and really dive in there. So, all right, let me know what you think. Grab my free meditation. I'll drop that in the or the description here for you below. Follow me on socials and check in with me. Let me know how you guys are doing. And if you want, you can always schedule an initial consult with me to get the support you need. Dive deeper into your immune system, your somatic healing, and bring all the pieces together so you feel good. All right. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next week.